Welcome to Imperfect Momming. Our children are constantly looking to us for examples. The term role model doesn't quite cut it here. We are shaping their worldview with every move we make. You see, it's not in the lectures we give or moments where we are actively attempting to teach them. It's in the micro movements we make, the unconscious ways in which we navigate life. We are constantly teaching our children how to show up for themselves, their friends, their future partners, and even their future children. So what can we do to ensure we are raising thoughtful, compassionate, self-aware human beings? We have to become them ourselves. No one is perfect, but we can still all be better, and it starts with self-healing. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Imperfect Momming, and we have a very special guest today, Rachel Liu. Welcome to Imperfect Momming. Thank you. Happy to be here. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, I am a coach. I've been coaching women now for about eight years. I started out supporting just, you know, moms getting finding like finding themselves in motherhood. And I've evolved as I've evolved now to helping women create their dream life. Um, that includes those who are looking to create their own businesses and just find, get in alignment and really take the power, the passion, the energy and create this life that we get to love. Um, I feel that that is huge and such a missing piece when we show up in life. We're so doing things because the way we think we're supposed to, rather than creating it from the inside out. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. I didn't know, you and I had several conversations before we hit record. Um, and uh, I didn't realize that the, be I don't remember anyway, that the beginning part of your story was moms finding themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I'm researching right now is, you know, moms not or losing their identity yeah, and inside motherhood. Um, mm -hmm. And I posted a question in, in three or four mom groups the other day, and I was overwhelmed with the number of responses to, did you lose your identity as a mom or when you became a mom? And I would say 97% of the responses were yes. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's huge. Yeah. And it's not talked about enough. No. And I think there's a phase when your baby's young, yes, you become like, you're their only one person, like they need you. But then there's a phase where you get to kind of slowly grow out of them needing you and then kind of like create like a new forms of who you are, like you're constantly right. evolving, but some of us stay stuck in the constantly providing and doing and never step into reassessing that now I can let this go. Now I can start doing this. Now I can go back to, Oh, what made me happy? Or I used to ask people, I was like, okay, if you were given an hour right now, what would you do with it? And so many women didn't even know because they've never even thought beyond the work, the laundry, the kids, the, the how, like, what would you do? You know, and that's like, we disconnect with our, you know, who we're here to be so quickly. And yeah. in the way that I, I always, it's always blown my mind how we can show up for our children with everything that they need and make sure their, their light is shining bright. And then we don't do the same for us. And yet we want them to have all these things. And I've always believed it starts with us showing that and doing yeah. it first. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, I, I'm looking at the root problem of, 
of things. And to me, I think the root problem is that we didn't really know ourselves Mm -hmm. to begin with. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we were kind of like, you know, caught up in the waves of the ocean, like the, the waves pull us this way and then the waves pull us back that way. And then there's, if you're just a leaf in the wheat, in the waves, you're going to just float back and forth. But if you're a rock, the waves can come and go and rush over you and it's not going to affect who you are, the core of you. And, and ultimately it like taking this metaphor even further, this is kind of fun. Um, (laughs) like the rocks in the ocean, they do get ground down, Mm -hmm. but they become more and more of who they are. Mm -hmm. They become smoother and clearer and more crisp and and prettier right as yeah yeah, more refined yes more refined thank you for the word um and uh and that I think that that when you find that core of who you are the waves rushing back and forth if you think of the waves as the the things that uh we struggle with in life the external stuff it's it's refining us and making and helping us learn more of what we want and what we don't want mm-hmm. and, yes. and helping us identify more of who we are. Mm-hmm. And, but when you're the leaf, it just, it's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. I've described it as basically you're, you are not the roles you play. Like you mm. go from, you know, being a student to getting that job to like being the daughter, the, the wife, the mom, and you're, you're conforming to all these roles. And then, okay, it's like outside of like, who are you? And a lot of women, I don't think we're willing to even, we get in, caught up in the excuses. Oh, I'm too busy to figure it out. Or I don't have time or I don't have money. And it's just the core of who you are. And the way I like to describe it. And I have is like, you know, our children, when we watch them, they come out and they're, shining beautifully like they have no care in the world and they're just their authentic self and happy and flowing and you know and everything and at some point they become like us like their light over time becomes dimmed and you know until some of us get to the point where we wake up and we're like nope I'm gonna stop this but my goal like and even raising my my children through my inner workings to then be the example is to have it so that they don't ever dim their light like why do we dim our lights? It's because we conform and we start playing the roles of the should instead of doing what feels good to us. And yeah, like you said, really knowing who we are, but also being open that who you are gets to evolve. Yeah. Like that's why my business kind of evolved because of who, what I, what I, how I ended up speaking and what, who I attracted in because of where I took things. Um, and just, it's like rebranding yourself constantly. Like every child you have is an opportunity to rebrand, like every relationship, every job. It's like you said, the opportunities that constantly come at you and opportunities often don't come in these pretty little packages. They come sometimes in the ickiest, darkest moments. Right. And it's the contrast. Like, I don't like this. What do I want? And stepping into that. Yeah. Would you like to share your dark moment? Yes. So, um, my one of my dark darker moments and it was a huge opportunity was uh overcoming breast cancer in the very beginning of the pandemic so it was already a scary time when everything was so extremely crazy and then um 
my children were very young. They were only seven, five, and three, but I found my own cancer myself. I just, um, you know, guided to touch myself, found something, did the mammogram. Um, the mammogram did not show anything. Um, they did a ultrasound, came back cancer. Then they did an MRI. There was three cancerous nodules. And then during my double mastectomy, there ended up being four in my one breast. And, you know, I think, you know, first of all, there's a lot of images when it comes to breast cancer and a lot of um, boxes they want to put you in. But I want to be the voice of, you know, I was very much in a healthy weight exercising. It was not in my genetics. My food was um, organic. My hair is natural. My makeup is all plant, you know, my cleaning, it was all, but when it comes down to it, it's environmental. They call so much of breast cancer is environmental. And that comes down to, you know, we think about, you know, pesticides and food and things around us, but it's also like the, um, it's the energy within us. It's that push mm -hmm. energy. It's that constant needing to show up. It's that, um, never letting you have a break. And it's so many of us moms are in that, that's that space. Right. So even though, and this was, I was, I was 41 years old. So even though I thought I was in that space of taking care of myself and doing everything, you know, the way I had been coaching, breast cancer was the opportunity to be like, okay, you get to take this to the whole next level. Like, obviously it, my body was needing something. And when I look back, I can see that my body was speaking to me, but I was so busy and caught up in, you know, routines and habits that I, I didn't want to listen. Um, and so flash forward to where I am now, now, my gosh, my body's in this space where if any, like one of my major things, if anything starts to feel like a push energy, like if it, if I feel like I have to grip or get I pull back. I'm like not doing that anymore. I definitely pick being more in flow and like I check in with myself. Like I used to be a hardcore runner. Now I go for walks because that's what my body, just being in that parasympathetic space of making my body feel safe and, you know, just feeling good and letting go of the fact that I used to be a runner. Why aren't you becoming a runner again? And being more like, that's not where I am right now. I'm listening to who my body needs me to be right now to be my best self. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, oh, I have so many questions. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> will, will you um, ex describe uh, what the push energy is? Because um, I haven't heard that term. And so I'm pretty involved in, in this stuff. So if anybody's listening that yeah. is not as involved in this stuff as I am, I would love to yeah. hear the explanation of push energy versus the I flow. Guess Push energy is just when I describe myself in the past where you are just in that energy of basically running on fumes and you're just doing everything is work and hard and, you know, it's that gripping and grinding and like just getting through it. It's survival mode. It's, it's just going through the motions. It's not really living and it, you know, it, looking back, I mean, sometimes life is a series of pushing, but then the body gets so used to it that you don't even realize that that's what you're doing anymore. Um, one of the words that I like to use, like as far as like a mindset shift that I made is like a lot of moms use the word balance, right? We're all searching for balance. And if that is, and I used to picture like balance of being like this balance beam. And in order to keep it from seesawing, you had to like grip down. Like if you ever felt steady, you had to really hold still, right. Or else it was gonna, so it's not sustainable and it's not realistic. And to me, that's kind of like push energy. It's like, 
it's like, you know, bearing down and having to work hard versus I like to use the word harmony. And that's where it gets to ebb and flow and it offers grace and it gets to um, just be kinder. Um, so to me, am I, yeah, that's push energy to me. Like it's yeah, something no. that I recognize about myself and I termed it, I guess. And now whenever I get into that, I know to pull back. Yeah, no, it's, it's um, the image that, that came to my mind when you, when you called it push energy was I'm going to push through. I'm, mm -hmm. I know I'm feeling something. I know my body's hurting. I'm physically tired. I am emotionally tired, um, but I'm going to push through like mm -hmm. that's that's the the feeling that I got mm -hmm. uh, and it, especially through your description too and then I, I I don't know if you saw me but I like physically reacted when you like were holding the yeah. the scale down because um that's not a that's not what I would think of as you know when you see the the just the scale of justice right yeah. and um if I don't know if she is she even balanced <laughs> I don't think that the scale of justice is balanced when no. the images of her yeah, anyway but um but I just think of it as you know there is something that's heavy on this side and there's something that's heavy on this side and they balance each other mm -hmm. and you know but but that doesn't happen in our lives mm -hmm. and so your description is perfect like in order to to maintain that balance we do feel like we have to grip onto it and it's and I'm I'm picturing my life now versus six months ago where I was really in that push energy where I was working part-time for for uh the the government and you know everything about that job like I liked the doing of the job like the tasks of it uh, but everything else about the job I, I hated except when I was doing it at my house so like the leaving of my house and going to the place where that office was and then parking my car somewhere in you know I don't know why government buildings are always in sketchy neighborhoods always <laughs> so parking my car someplace where I felt it was sketchy and then walking through the sketchy neighborhood and all of the things. And, and I remember when, um, so I was, I was pregnant with my surrogate babies and, um, and it was, it was the end of September and they, they said, your position is going from part-time to full-time. And because you're pregnant, you physically can't do the full-time and we know you don't want to work full-time. So your contract ends at the end of September and there, my body reacted like, hallelujah, <laughs> we're done here. Yeah. And, and my, my mind wanted to think, oh crap, what am I going to do? But I was like, uh-uh, this is, and the, my last day there, I was all smiles. <laughs> it's amazing. Because most people would think that, oh my gosh, you feel like you're supposed to be stressed now or worried or feel like a failure or whatever. And yeah, when you got that relief. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and so now six months later ish. Yeah. Six months later. Um, I like yesterday I was, um, I was working in, in my home office and I was doing some stuff and, and, uh, 
the power went off for three minutes shut the computer down shut all like everything was just off and so I had a podcast scheduled to record an hour later and I was like it's probably going to come back on but I'm also not really feeling like recording today so I'm going to send her a message (laughs) and ask her to reschedule because the power went off before I even hit send the power was back on but I was so then I was like, well, if I don't feel like doing the podcast recording, what do I feel like doing? I feel like going for a walk. So I stepped outside to make sure it wasn't way too cold because the reason the power went off was because the wind was blowing so crazy. Uh-oh. Yeah, we have that here. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, let's yeah. just make sure it's not too cold. And it was be- it was perfect and beautiful, and I just took the dogs out and we went for a walk and. Um, so and I think the podcast, what's that so much better than doing the podcast, so much right? better than doing a podcast. I mean, I love doing the pod. The only reason I do the podcast is because of how much I love it. Like I, I love the podcast so much. I love having interesting conversations with people like you and I meet really cool people. Yeah. Like, no, I think it's it. super cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so I think of, we have two dogs and there's a black one and a white one and they are opposite in every way shape and form and one of them's named is Indy and the other one's name is Audi oh my god <laughs> and Indy prefers to be inside and Audi prefers to be outside and when and I connect so much with that dog like I don't prefer to be outside necessarily but she does not want to be told what to do at all she's like oh yeah I know I'm going outside now oh you want me to come back in (laughs) cool story bro cool story bro I'm going I'm I'm staying out here like (laughs) and I'm like starting to just really connect and identify with that with that energy because it's like that's kind of who I am too (laughs) but that's and that's you being like your true self and listening to yourself and being in alignment and I think there's so many people when it comes back to that balance, you know, that facade of balance, it's, it might, on the outside, you might look like you have it together, but what's going on inside? Like oftentimes it's at the expense of the mom, the the woman who is breaking herself in order to have everything be okay. And that's what needs, that's what needs to be talked about more. That's what we need to start looking at that, um, you know, it, it, it we, you can only mate in that survival mode for so long before something's going to flare up, something's going to break, something's going to hurt in your body. And I think as women, we get to more, be more honoring of ourselves, get outside, cancel the call, like be flexible and do what feels good to us. Knowing that like the better you off you are, the better you show up for today and for your children and for everybody that you love, including your business. Cause I see it that way too. A lot of women who have their own businesses, are breaking themselves in order to have the successful business. And again, it's the same thing about your children. It's like, as long as it gets to be an extension of you, it's about being in flow, taking care of yourself and allowing the business to be an extension of you, not defining you. Same thing with motherhood is a part of you, but it doesn't need to define you. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I just get all worked up just talking about them. Yeah. I, now, I have two boys and then I had a little girl and I wanted this for the boys because I wanted them to see what a woman gets to be like, like how their future partner, if they choose, gets to be like. But also now having a little girl, I'm like, wow, you know, she is not going to break herself. She is going to know to stand tall. Like no one's going to tell her to fit into any type of box. Like we talk about, and, and anybody who's seen my daughter, she just turned, she's six. She like walks with this sense of like power. She's the loudest step. Like she has a purpose to her and like this magic. And, you know, it's kind of cool because I celebrate her, but then I also look at it. I'm like, I've, I've, what I have created is flowing into her. Like I, I take it as a huge compliment to myself too. Um, anyways, I can, no, and and on behalf of someone who was that little girl for the first at minimum four years of my life yeah. I thank you for not squishing it out of her thank you so yeah. everything that I'm doing now is uncreating all yeah. of what was squished out of me and, and that's, like, that's- I, I'm not emotional about it but there's like there's tears about it like for that little girl who just wanted to have fun and be loved and be adventurous and all of the things Mm -hmm. and you know I, I remember the first time I had that thought of something being squished out of me was because I was defiant <laughs> and and it's like I was just free I was called stubborn mm. you know but it's the yeah. same thing it's like I was I knew who I wanted to be like I think at a very young age and then you're told not to be that right and then yeah, yeah. and it's it's hard because I do try to reconcile it in my mind because as a parent we want to raise our children to fit into society mm-hmm. and how do you do that by also saying be 100% you mm-hmm. and what would society look like if we were all 100% ourselves and you know rebels and not you know following rules and all of that like like my mind can't reconcile what if we were all allowed to just be a hundred percent authentic us. But I think that it would be a beautiful world, but it's something that I can't fathom because of the world that I've been trained to, to be in. And yeah. One of the things we constantly tell our kids is, you know, be yourself, but also be kind and respectful. It's always kind and respectful. And that's, Mm -hmm. I think such a beautiful message because everybody's different. Like, the way we eat, the way we believe, the way, you know, everything. And it's like, you get to be you, but you also just get to let everybody be who they need to be. And I, we need more kindness in this world. Absolutely. (laughs) And, you know, my son yesterday, when I picked him up from school, he's in the science Olympiads and um, he loves science so much. He didn't know what he was volunteering for. Um, He just was like, science, sure, I'll do it, you know? And, um, he can't even tell me what it is. Cause I like, I don't really know what it is. Um, I think there's a competition <laughs> at some <laughs> point in April or May. Um, and so he, the teacher is older 
and um does not and 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 one of the strict authoritarian type of teachers and the school rule is you can't wear your hat inside but he has a brand new teacher who a didn't know that and b doesn't care if he wears his beanie inside and so he wears his beanie in the in classroom all day and then goes to science olympiads after school and the teacher is aggressive about making him take it off and he doesn't respond well to that aggressive energy like it's just all bad and you know I was we were we were sitting in the car and I can feel him holding back how angry he is Mm -hmm. like it's not okay for him to be angry Mm-hmm. And one of one of the things that we do in my coaching community is speak to that teacher as if he's in front of you and you can say anything that you want and not get in trouble. And he said no at first, and then he kind of let it rip. <laughs> and and then a second later, he was feeling better. Yeah. And yeah. he was ready. He's like, I'm ready to go. Let's go into Walmart. Let's go shopping. You know? yeah. Rather than holding it in, letting it out. Yeah. And, and, you know, and he's, I, I've had to reprogram myself about letting him deal with his emotions because of how my emotions were dealt with. And, and he's told me, you say that I can feel whatever I want to feel. And I don't, feel that that's true and I'm like okay I message heard let message received let me see how I can do it so I just was like okay let let it out just be and exist and emote because when the law if you're holding it in your body the number one it leads to stuff like what happened to you Mm -hmm. and number two it keeps you in the mood in the bad mood longer Nope. And that's a huge thing. I think we're taught, especially, you know, today's strong women that in order to be strong, you can't feel your emotions. You can't be weak. You can't, you can't cry. And we talk a lot about in my coaching, just like allow it, just, just be it. Like you're the one who gets to find what strength is and what it looks like. And if you, a strong woman is a woman who gets to be vulnerable, who gets to ask for help, who gets to respect and honor her body that if she's without judging it, don't make it mean. Sometimes it doesn't need to be mean anything. It just needs to be let out. And I like to look at it like if your authentic self is in here, we're so much in our heart and we're blocked from, I mean, our head, we're blocked from the heart. And it's all this baggage of emotions we've been squashing down. I don't have time to feel that, or I can't feel that, or that will judge, I'll judge myself for that. And once you start letting it out, you're making room for more of what you desire in there. It's like let it's like you're in a bubble and like you release what you no longer serving to make room for what you're choosing, right? And that's mm-hmm. what the way I view like emotions. But it's so powerful, especially for our boys, especially for some reason, to let them feel their emotions and be okay with their emotions. And there's always there's always access, there's always some kind of nugget of information in our emotions too, oftentimes. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it wasn't that bad, or oh, maybe now I get to choose this because that made me feel that way, or you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, When you're not carrying around a giant sack of emotions, you feel lighter too. Yeah. (laughs) How much better do you feel usually after a good cry? Oh yeah. 
it's like, yeah. oh, I wish I would have done that two days ago. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember um, when my when my dad passed away and um, I think it was on my birthday, but it, it happened a couple of times where I had the urge to cry. And I said, I, I can't cry right now. I'm about to go be around people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so later I went to my dad's home where my stepmom still lives and we were talking and we brought up something. It was not my birthday. It was earlier. Um, and we brought up something that I was, that was bothering me, but not like to the point of tears bothering me. And I started crying about it. And I remember saying to her, I suppressed some tears earlier. And I've realized that when I do that, they come out later. <laughs> yeah. With, with things that I'm not that, emo I'm not that emotional about like, mm -hmm. and, um, or maybe I was that emotional. I was just downplaying it for her because it was about someone she knew and cared about. And <laughs> So, yeah. Anyway. No, I agree with that. Sometimes it is, or, or sometimes it's a deeper thing that we don't even know what it's connected to from the past or that we've been holding on to, or, and that's the whole thing. We don't need to, sometimes I think as, you know, these strong women and driven women, we want to figure it out. Like, and sometimes it doesn't need to be figured out. Sometimes it just needs to be released and let yeah. go of. And that's, yeah, that's how we get to like be, have more energy. We spend so much of our energy overthinking and over trying to figure things out instead of just being just just yeah and so much of the feminine energy is just about being and nurturing and and that we've got this message that nurturing means means taking care of everything mm -hmm. all by ourselves mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah and that's really just not that's not what it like it's we're supposed we are supposed to do it with others we're supposed to do it in in community and i i had a coaching call with a mom yesterday that was um asking for her needs to be met by her husband and it was not being met by her husband and it was creating marital problems mm -hmm. and I said, well, is there anyone else who's willing and able to take your two-year-old while your four-year-old's at school so that you can have peace? And is she willing to do that once or twice a week while you figure out what it is that you need to fill yeah. your cup? Mm -hmm. Because it's going to be a journey of figure of taking the time to figure it out like we were talking about earlier, that there's, um, number one, it's a journey to figure it out. And number two, it's going to change as your life changes. Like your daughter went from being home with you two years ago. Well, all three of your kids three years ago were home with you. And now they're probably at school unless you're homeschooling, you know, but now they're at school. And mm -hmm. so this time now things have shifted mm -hmm. for you. Yep. And so you probably took some time to, okay, what is it that I need now? At least that was my experience during yeah, the pandemic yeah, and prior yeah. and prior and being a single mom and, and then being a single mom with a kid in school and then being a single mom, like 
with a kid 24 seven. And like there, there was, yeah. What is it that I, how can I feel like my cup is full in this time? Yeah. What do I need to do to fill my cup in this time? And a lot of that is getting creative, mm-hmm. but a lot of that, and this is what I tell my ladies too. It's um, it, part of it needs to be, gets to be some kind of internal piece that you give yourself because, you know, you don't always want to be looking outside of yourself for the answer. Cause we do have a lot of it. And when I say peace, it means let the dishes sit, like, mm-hmm. like have cereal for dinner. Uh, you know, you know, just letting some things go so that you can create that peace or whatever you're looking for. Um, and a huge piece of it too, is like the energy behind your desire. Like it's, I feel like sometimes when it comes to even partners, we're, we're looking for permission versus saying, Mm -hmm. I need this and I need you to do this, you know, not, not asking, but it's this energy of I'm worthy of this. I get to have this happen. I, I need you. I need you to be on board with me. Like, you know, whenever I talk to my husband, it's not like I ask for permission. I always talk, you know, run by him things like if I'm about to invest in a coach or something. And he's always like, I don't understand, but I support you. I'm like, that's all you don't. I don't need to explain it. I don't need to justify it. Like you get to trust me. I'm mentioning it, you know, and that's what it's about. It's, it's, um, this knowing. And I think so many of us as women, we're looking for other people to validate it like, you know, to make it okay or to, ju- you know, I'm all about yeah. the internal stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's funny that you say that. Cause I, um, there's a writing group that I'm, that I'm part of and my most creative time is in the morning. That's when I have the most brain power and my, so, and I wake up at five and So, you know, I do some meditating and, and, and quiet time and, and whatnot. And, um, until everybody wakes up around seven and I take my son to school and, and all that. Well, I have, there's a 7am call in this writing group and it goes from seven to nine 30. And I sometimes catch the like last 30 minutes of that call because of take, you know, getting ready and taking Xander to school and all of the things. And I thought, what would it be like if, if Larry took Xander to school and I, and that wasn't my job on Thursdays. And what would it look like if I got to spend the seven from 7am to 930, just in the writing zone and not in the mom zone what would that look like and so we're going to try it out tomorrow that's and, awesome yeah it's like getting outside of the normal way you've been doing things like why does it have to be this way and like yeah. advocating for what you desire to feel and experience in life and mm-hmm. yeah it's beautiful yeah. i'm excited i want to hear how, how it goes tomorrow morning yeah me too <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know tomorrow <laughs> yeah. um yeah. so is there a piece of advice that you want to share with moms um, listen to your body. Um, don't downplay your thoughts, your emotions, you know, any of your feelings, like everything you want for your children, you deserve to have for yourself. And that means offering compassion, you know, nurturing yourself, letting yourself rest when you need to. And, you know, owning that worth and that value that you naturally came into this world shining, 
it doesn't need to be dimmed. And a lot of women now I feel like are waking up to the fact that they're dimmed down and wanting to take the steps to start shining. And um, yeah, it's all, it's all the internal unlocking that, you know, you get to, to make happen. And in the realization of we've been shoved down mm -hmm. and I don't want to be shoved down anymore, let's make an effort to not shove back mm -hmm. because that's kind of the feeling that I see mm -hmm. out there that yeah. there's this, I've been being pushed down. So now I'm going to push you down instead. And it's mm -hmm. like the the masculine and the feminine were designed to work together and not be push pushing each other. Like they're not supposed to be rams butting up button button heads up against each other. They're supposed to be in harmony yeah. together. And yeah. we can do that. We just need to have good communication skills <laughs> yeah. well it's like the law of attraction like yeah. if you want to be receiving you know abundance and freedom and peace then you have to you get to be radiating at that vibration and yeah. just trusting that that's how we interact that's the best that's almost like the number one best thing you can offer another human and your children and that's how you get to create your dream life and run your business this way and have you know a, a household that works this way but also how you get to like be in a good space within yourself yeah just the number one key piece because <laughs> you are the foundation of everything you do I think yeah. we forget that part sometimes I love that you added that thank you um so I usually ask if there's a book that's been instrumental in your personal development journey and um you had a different response so let's yeah. hear um I'm sure there's tons of good books out there that everybody's reading but I have learned in my years that the best thing I have ever done to help myself was to hire a coach uh my philosophy on it all is that there are, there is, you could spend endless amounts of time, you know, reading the books, following people, pod, all the things and receiving all the information. And then there's this integration piece that we're all working on. I'm sure everybody's listening is doing some kind of integrating of a new program or journaling or everything. And what we're trying to get into is the embodiment where it just becomes a natural piece of who we are. And that's the piece a lot of people I think are getting stuck on that a book can't necessarily help you with. We're mm -hmm. hiring a guide and someone who can see outside, see your blind spots, like see outside your emotional and your habits and just the way you've been showing up to help you get to that embodiment. And mm -hmm. just also in a world where time is precious, I believe hiring a coach makes it go that much faster. And you yeah. get to be able to go through those icky phases, ups and downs with the support and um, yeah, connect the dots from the information all the way to embodiment. Uh, yeah, that's my, that's what I do constantly. A co as a coach, I constantly am hiring coaches. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I heard, I remember hearing once that Oprah had like four or five coaches and she had a coach for every area in her life that was important to her and I'm not saying that every single one of us needs a coach five coaches but at the very least a coach 
to help you with the area that's most important to you in, in your life right now. And if that's, you know, self-discovery, self-healing, self, you know, whatnot, go find a coach. You got two sitting right here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oftentimes it's like that once, once that one piece of your life is locked in and, 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 you know, healed, everything else falls into place. You know, like that's, I feel like that's the most important thing. Whatever one part of your life needs that healing space, locking it in and getting that support and making it okay to ask for help. Like it's okay to admit that you are feeling this or need that, or you can't figure it out yourself. You're not necessarily meant to do things on your own. Like we're not Mm -hmm. meant to be knowers of everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here, Rachel. It was a pleasure to have an hour long conversation with you um, and uh, letting other people eavesdrop in on it. No, I really enjoyed this. Thank you for having me. It was really yeah. nice getting to know you too. So yeah, it, I, your story is very inspiring and very um, uh, interesting to me as well, and proves a lot of the things that I've been believing were true anyway. Um, and um, it's it's really really cool to meet you. And and um, I'm sorry you went through it, but I'm excited about what you're doing in the world because of it. I wouldn't be the person I am today had I not. So yeah. I'm, I'm completely, it's a weird thing. I'm grateful for it. Um, yeah. yeah. So thank you. Welcome. So we'll have another episode of Imperfect Momming for you all next week. And until then, keep healing. Bye guys. Thank you for tuning in to Imperfect Momming. It's time for us to step up and realize that our power is not in trying to shape our children. Our power lies in shaping ourselves into the people we want our children to model themselves after. Don't just do it for your kids. Do it for yourself. When you become a more self-aware, compassionate, and confident person, you and everyone around you benefit. For more information about me and my work, visit alishalyons.com. That's A-L-Y-S-I-A. L-Y-O-N-S dot com. See you next time.